I'm Jordan Ferguson. And I'm Kate McKinnon. And you are listening to the Geek Down Podcast. And welcome to the Geek Down Podcast, the show where two friends and fellow nerds sit in front of microphones to try and figure out where their fandoms intersect. My name is Caitlin McKinnon. My name is Jordan Ferguson. This is episode 179. Back at it again. Back at it again with the white bands. So topical. <laughs> so topical. <laughs> As usual. You're ready for 2016's hottest takes, everyone. <laughs> uh, welcome back, y'all. Thank you for putting up with our unintended... Elsa-based yes. <laughs> hiatus we had to take yeah. last week. If you checked out the uh, one-off Radio PFG takeover I posted last week, thank you. But if not, you can go back and listen to it and all of our other 178 episodes on soundcloud.com slash geekdownpod. It's where the show lives. Or find us wherever you get your audio content. Stitcher. <laughs> Including Stitcher. <laughs> I don't know if it's anybody's first choice, but we, we Google. there. Google. You can find it on Google, right? That's the thing? Yes. Okay. We are on Google Podcasts. <laughs> And Stitcher, and Spotify, and Apple Podcasts, and yet yeah, m- most most of those places. Most, m- m- most, m- m- most, most of the places. M- most of the places. Give us a like, follow, subscribe wherever you get your audio content, and then brought to you every week at no cost, expense, or effort by you on the back of a rainbow maned alicorn named Philip, your man. Chauncey Frostilicus the Third, geek down in an elf, MD, man who does not care. PhD. About cold or frost or ice. Caitlin was barricaded into her home last weekend. I was. I didn't leave. Chauncey was just sliding on through like, sub girl? Yep. Chauncey, do not care. He will get those episodes to you no matter what. Yeah. Basically. Basically. If you would like to say thank you to Chauncey. And us. You can do that on most any of our socials, primarily Twitter. Get Twitter. But we're on most of the others. Just search at GeekDownPod. Yeah. Or... You can go to Facebook. Why would you? I don't know. Just seeing what's going on. Seeing how your aunt's doing. Checking up on Aunt Janice. How, see, the, how the Facebook dating's going. And see how... She see got a new furnace or something. I don't see know. See how uh, her store on Marketplace is panning out. Her embroidered. Her crochet. Yep. How that's going. How she's, you know, she's keeping you up to date on all the uh, local arts markets. Yep. And She's at this holiday season. Yep. All the Christmas Christmas markets. There are so many, y'all. And Aunt so Janice, many. she's on the grind. Yeah. She's out there at all of them. She's selling. We've got to move doilies, y'all. <laughs> got doilies. They need to be moved. You know what, though? If I would happily take a doily that just said, like... Pushing doily weight. <laughs> just straight bricks of doilies. Aunt Janice is out there in these streets moving packs. At every arts market from here to Woodstock. Uh, you got a teacup? She's got a doily. <laughs> you, you missed this, didn't y'all? We missed this. We, we did miss this. Uh, if you want to go to Facebook, I mean, we're there. If you want to say thank you financially yes. to us, patreon.com slash geekdownpod or ko-fi.com slash geekdownpod. Buy us a coffee. Yeah. We've actually got coffees right here. We do have coffees. But we'd love you to buy us one. We paid for these ourselves, like chumps. <laughs> or like responsible adults. Like you know, res- whatever. You know, well, barely. Yeah. Almost responsible. Barely. Adults. Holding that together, barely. So, friends, yes, uh, apologies for the 
unexpected cancellation yeah. last week. But, it, like, honestly, as I was, like, opening the door to show him something, like, sirens were going off everywhere. I was like, this is why I'm not going outside. Yeah, go to our Twitter page. You can see I posted the videos Caitlin sent me where it's just, like, the brittle rattle of just ice-encased tree branches and sirens in the distance. And this is the thing. It looks beautiful. It's like this beautiful ice kingdom, but also terrifying. Also just an absolute death trap. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And because a lot of our area is old people, they're like not getting out to salt yet. So (laughs) basically, if you were to walk a block, it would be wildly treacherous and you're taking your life into your own hands. And I said multiple times, I like an alive Caitlin more than I like an episode of the Geek Down podcast. So... Yeah. Thank you for your understanding. I told this bitch to just stay home. You're like, yeah, you're, don't even try. Do not come. And then I wrapped myself in blankets <laughs> to create a Caitlin burrito. And it was great. It was great. It was great. So it's December. <laughs> it is. Not a lot of news to talk about. No, unfortunately. Not a lot popping off. Where are things we've been watching? We will talk about that. In a bit. Um, I do have some chit-chat, though. You have some chit-chat. I do have some chit-chat. I got through most of my chit-chat on the uh, the one-off filler I did last week. Not not a lot to say. I gave uh, I gave the closest approximation to an actual strip tease I could ever give Caitlin, which is where I put a bunch of items yeah. in the backpack that she paid for mm-hmm. that we used to make this podcast. Yeah. Like the iPad was in there. The laptop was in there. Like my notebook. And I just like slowly unzipped each compartment of the backpack. And there are so like, many fucking pockets. It's like, oh, Kate, we need that laptop. We pull that out from the back compartment. Need the iPad. We pull that out from the middle compartment. Need my notebook. Pull that out from the front compartment. No, but the best thing of all was, mm. he was like, also, I bought this album. <laughs> and wanna, I was like, what? You want to listen to You want to listen to a record? Let me just pull that out. Because yeah. it fits records, y'all. Yeah. No, this, so if you are new to joining us... <laughs> This is not. We don't just talk about backpacks, but we talk about backpacks a lot. We, just, we, we love. We love a good bag. We love a good. We love a good EDC around here. <laughs> it's everyday carry for y'all who ain't who ain't deep in the bag hive. Amazing EDC. That's a that's a thing. There's definitely like a Reddit slash EDC. Why am I not on that? You need to be on. <laughs> My God. Okay, but uh, Jordan is going to Japan in the new year. Yes, and he needed a a backpack that filled. Lot or ticked lots of boxes. So so specific. Um, it came finally down to what's the pocket game of the backpack. So like, and this backpack is not even like this does not meet all the needs I had in my head. Right. Frankly, the one I was thinking I've since seen out in the wild. Yeah. It was not good. And this one is so sleek. Um. So this is I knew I I was I was feeling strongly about about Timbuktu. Yeah. Which was originally like a bike messenger. Uh type of bag that's the market they were yep. based in mm-hmm. um they've since branched out to you know small carry-ons and messenger bags and other assorted this is technically probably a school slash work backpack um also also apparently they've graduated to big backpack Ooh. like like the bespoke bag reviewers they only fuck with 10 buck two anymore what wow yeah. Oh my goodness. Well, I just because there's big bag, you know, big backpack. I got. I got. Is that another thing? It's a thing. Oh yeah. Oh my god. Girl, girl. I don't even know. <laughs> I only showed you like the last week of YouTube searches. I didn't show you two weeks ago where it was nothing but backpack reviews. Y'all, relax. Calm down. Um. So I took um, someone, Stuart. Hi, Stuart. Hi, Stuart. Um. 
lent me a backpack for my trip to Europe a couple of years ago. And that was a Timbuktu. And I had, that was my luggage. Right. Like I didn't have a suitcase and everything fit in there. And I kept on being like, how is there more room? It's like the TARDIS. <laughs> Putting things in there. Chris was like, do you need six books? I'm like, yes, I need six books. <laughs> like, Leave me alone. Yo. Um, so. This chick yeah. came walking in here. I don't know, how long have you been? You left on Friday? I left on Friday. She left on Friday. She came rolling in here today. It's Saturday as we're recording this. She came rolling in. I could hear it down the hallway because I know the sound from when I go home for like a week of like luggage wheels on yeah. the like tile out there in the hallway. Yeah. And I hear it come down the hallway. It's like, she's see if a fucking carry on. And she comes in with her normal giant bag and this thing. And I'm like, what? What? And her response was, I have three books. <laughs> like, why do you have three books? Well, I'm. I'm almost done Trick Mirror, mm-hmm. um, which I've been looking forward to reading. And I've stumbled upon some amazing essays that I'm so glad I'm reading. Um, and so I was almost done. I was like, I'm going to be finished before the weekend's over. So I had to bring another book. You can't, you can't, run, out of bo- you can't run out of book. No. Uh, she was, that's she really was bad. terrified <laughs> yeah. she was going to run out of book. It's almost as bad as not having a notebook on you. Like, it's just not a good situation. So to regular people, it's like, you know, when you're... you're headphone battery like runs out or like your phone's gonna die like, yeah but to me it's like oh god it's the no. caitlin equivalent of your no. phone dying with no charger and then um there was a book for basically it's like a book club type thing i do so i had that book and then what was that book what book are you reading for book club it, it's just a spiritual book we don't need to talk about oh, it okay no <laughs> no god, you know what? please no no just, just stop okay I'm talking about spiritual stuff on here, but try me and we're going to have a ghost corner with Kate. <laughs> oh, that kind of spiritual. I yeah. thought you were about, like, you know, like religious finding your Zen or oh. self-help or something like that. No, no, not like that. It's more about like, it's like meditation and stop everything. Okay. Caitlin. Yeah. Is that the fucking farmer's almanac? <laughs> Are you walking around with a copy the of the fourth, goddamn farmer's almanac? The fourth book I have Jesus on Air horn for the fucking farmer's almanac. Why? Because it tells you lots of useful things. Who? <laughs> it was, it was You're great. 33 years old. <laughs> also, y'all, this is dog-eared. This chick has... First of all, what my favorite thing about the farmer's almanac is the hole punch in the top corner, because usually you buy it threaded through a chain on, like, a random, like profit strip at a uh, <laughs> impulse strip at a Canadian tire or some shit or a hardware store. There's lots oh. of useful things in there. There's maps for like, and what the weather's going to be like for the next year. And as I am planning my So wedding, many facts about donkeys, y'all. <laughs> it's like an entire essay about donkeys in here. It's actually really informative. Oh, you read this essay, but... <laughs> Jesus. Also, fun thing about Farmer's <laughs> Almanac, as he throws it at me, um, it has this great uh, best days for, um, it also uh, has weather for all these different regions, um, there's flo- folklore, gardening, amusement, but it also has maddening mind manglers, uh, <laughs> just amazing, um, and they're, oh, I need to find it, it's something called like the the old store or something. It has all these ads in it. Oh, it's so good. Okay, you know what? You can stop looking at me like that. You know what? It's great. If you, if you want something fun. Y'all didn't think you were going to get these hot almanac takes. <laughs> did you? Man, here we are. Mendo! <laughs> oh. 
this winter will be milder than usual. Uh, we have to say where we get the, where we got that from. <laughs> Shouts to Chris and Andy who were just absolutely killing it with their with their Mandalorian coverage yes. and their impression of Carl Weathers in the Bounty Hunter <laughs> bar, just screaming. Which apparently, when I played that bit for uh, for the most consistent man alive at work, yeah. my co- my co lead at work, he believes that performance was deliberate. He was trying to like, right. get everybody's attention so everybody would know and try and take Mando out. I was uh, just like, are we sure? Are we sure? I don't know about that. I don't know. I think it was just, I think it was just I thought he Carl was, Weathers thinking of the boat he was going to buy. I thought he was... Uh, with his Star Wars money. boat money. Boy, Carl, oh, you know oh. Carl Weathers. But he went to the Andy McDowell School of... Of boat money. Of boat money. Um, I actually thought that line was about... Um, shaming the other bounty hunters not being able to do this relatively simple job right you don't think the mandalorian was so layered did you no but there we are there we are um so yeah so i mentioned briefly um the other thing that farmer's almanac is good for of course Mm. is weather and since i am planning my wedding wanting to know uh whether it's going to rain on my wedding day um it's good to know uh and i've heard that can be ironic (laughs) It can be. If it rains on your um, wedding day. You know, in Scotland, it's good luck. And do you know why it's good luck? Because hmm. it rains on everybody's fucking wedding day because it's Scotland. What a twist. Yeah. Um, so it probably will end up raining or hailing or doing something crazy <laughs> or just being like unbelievably hot or whatever. But it's okay. It's At least it won't be snowing. It is okay. We hope. Sorry, did you, did you pick a day? Yes. No. Yes. August 1st, 2020. Happy birthday, Mr. Malosh. And. Happy anniversary. Ha- yeah. Thank you. Food. All my friends for just keeping <laughs> keeping everything consolidated on one date for me. I only have, Gramps only has to remember one date going forward from now on. It's good. It's good. Um, if y'all could do everything on August 1st, that would just be. Just going be, forward. It would be awesome. Everything important. Also, it 1st. is going to be so hot. It is. <laughs> it's going to be fucking sweltering. But thankfully, we're doing it mostly inside where there's air conditioning. Caitlin walks down the aisle in her. Bridal Daisy Dukes and crop top just so she doesn't sweat sweat her vag off at her wedding. Well, I am wearing like a, like it's only going to be knee length dress and yeah, um, probably some sort of sleeveless ensemble type thing. But anyways, I haven't figured that part out. It's weird to me, the whole culture of it for women, because I'm like, yeah, we're married. Like, it's going to be cool. I'm going to get to plan. It's going to be fun. And people are like, well, what about this detail? What about this detail? And I'm like, um, I don't know. Yeah. You haven't thought about that yet? N- no. Um, what, what about your makeup? And I'm like, I don't know. I just slap something on my face, I guess. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I just, I, it's a very, it's fun. I'm not going to lie. But like any party or getting dressed up is fun, right? Um, but to it seems to have so much more of a weight to it that I just don't seem to understand. It's the most important day of your life, Caitlin. So there was a lady showing us a venue and she said something about like most important day or whatever. I was like, not really. And she kind of like gave me this look and I was like, is that wrong? Is this supposed to be the most important day of my life? Because definitely not going to be. Um, that, that time that like the Harry Potter book came out and Dad like secretly bought bought it for me. That was like the best day of my life. Um, it was very on brand for you. Yeah, yeah. So there we go. If I found out that like there was they were gonna make another TV movie of Murder She Wrote, that would be the, that would probably be, be yeah. one of the best days of my life. The the wedding will be a good day, but if It'll you found out on your wedding day that like 
Jessica Fletcher Stone Cold Beyonce in your ass and just dropped like a new like CBS with CBS All Access was like, hey, uh, yeah, we got a new murder she wrote for you. We just dropped it with no announcement. Caitlin I, would be like out. Yeah, I'd be like, I got it. Like, I'll go. see you at home. I gotta go. This is like uh, uh, senior correspondent Chris asking me four times today uh, when we were watching <laughs> The Mandalorian if he could watch it alone. Do we have to watch it together? I'm like, don't you dare. Do not. I do not watch that without me. So Caitlin's behind on The Mandalorian. Which means we can't talk about okay. it this week. First of all, can I just say, I should not have... It, it <laughs> Behind, it's one day. It shouldn't be... It dropped yesterday. It shouldn't be Saturday, and I'm, like, not really able to look for news because I'm so scared about spoilers. And I know we're always like, don't... Like, I... If someone tells me a spoiler by accident, I have, don't have a meltdown. But I actively avoid it right. if I'm like, oh, I don't want to know. Um, Don't... Don't just, like... Post things in your headlines. Like, that's just mean. It's just mean, okay? You shouldn't have to just read a headline and be like, oh, well, fuck, right? <laughs> or see a picture and be like, oh, god damn it, right? So, anyways, and be, and that's only from, like, an evening, right? It's not right. even a full day, and I'm, like, weary of spoilers because <laughs> of our stupid take economy. Take your takes and take them away. Yes. Jerks. Take your takes away. I didn't get to finish t- telling the story about my backpack, though. Oh, oh, okay. We got double back to pack talk. <laughs> wow. Um, so, yeah, I have very specific needs. Going to Japan primarily to buy records. And was resolving myself to the fact that, like, I'm not going to fill every need. Right. I would have to design my own bag to do all the things yes. I wanted it to do. I need yes. to be wide, wide enough to hold records. And also, this was meant to be, like, my bag going forward. Right, my yeah. EDC going forward. God. So I wanted something that could like hold my laptop Absolutely. and my iPad that could accommodate all those things and be comfortable. Because also, Grandpa's kind of at the point where like the shoulder bag yeah. hanging off the one shoulder it, it can be it shit hurts, man. Well, I mean, I have that new bag. It doesn't turn into like a cute backpack like mm. my last one did, which I am lamenting. But at least it has pockets for my hair ties and my lip chap. Very important. Very important. Um. And yes, multiple good interior organization. And I just couldn't find one that like did all of it for like under $200. Yeah. Because that's what we're, that's the playground we're in with this shit. Um, and the, so weird. So weird. Just bang. <laughs> and the one, and it's not like fucking leather or anything. Like it's good. Well, we did say that mesh was really like. like it's real. It's solid. And some of those pockets have like some velvet stuff going on <laughs> on the inside. Amazing. So, I mean, it's ultimately like a, uh, like I said, it's a, I went, I had this one in my head that was basically more of like just a single, like had a laptop sleeve down the back and then it was just like bang, like just a bag. And I believe I was like, not that one. You were kind of not that one, but the size was really, was really um, appealing to me. Um, And then I got down there, Black Friday, already like emailed the store. I was already feeling Timbuktu because they kind of like. They were having really good deals for Black Friday, and we're kind of in the price range. And they, they do really good traveling stuff. They do. The other option, which, you know, uh, you know the boutique hype beasts, <laughs> bag hype beasts really liked, was a Air, A-E-R, okay. the second one I showed you. Right. Which was nice, but it kind of almost looked like it had no outside pockets or anything at all. Mm-hmm. It was all based inside, and it kind of looked like you just kind of had a trash bag on your back. Like, <laughs> Yes, it did. I mean, cool, if I was 20 and, like, all I wear is, you know performance fleece streetwear like sure that's a rant for another time streetwear you're not fun anymore i'm not <laughs> not getting into that right now i was talking to mr malash about this the other day but like, bucket hats are coming back bucket hats are, are they still i think so I they were gone i bought one like 
a year ago. I don't know. Two I years ago. It's like a fluctuation. <laughs> it's a bucket hat fluctuation. All, bu- all bucket hats Why all the time. Why can't the Farmer's Almanac talk about that? <laughs> where's, where's the hype piece, Farmer's Almanac? <laughs> this really needs to thread all of our interests together. Um, so, yeah. So, I go down um, on Black Friday. And because it happens in Canada, they have deals, but mm-hmm. it's like, it's not a holiday. Like nobody's like, no, <laughs> even when the complex, I think posted a clip of like a Best Buy in Canada. And even then it was like, there were people outside waiting at like 6am or whatever, but like the entrance was so chill. And I'm not one of these people who's like, oh man, look at these videos of people, you know, rioting for a free TV because they're classist and they shame the poor. Yes. And poor That's people, true. poor people are allowed to have a 4k TV. You're allowed to have nice things if you're poor. Yep. Like you are. Um, so if someone's shaming the poor right now at this moment, you can fuck off. You can fuck off. Um, but you know, the, the complex Instagram posts are just like, Canada be different, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, like they're walking in slowly and like high-fiving and stuff and you're just having a, you know, nice yeah. stroll, nice browse, yeah. get some deals. I just, yeah, for like, it's fun for us cause we're like, Hey, cool deals. Because if you are living in the U S a big difference about the U S and Canada is that stuff's more expensive here. Yeah. Like, uh, just general stuff, clothing. The thing that I always get really sad about is if I accidentally get on to like us Amazon <laughs> and I'm just amazon.com and I'm like, Oh, this is an amazing price. And it's like three to four times as much where yeah. I am. Cause it's not just half the time with the Amazon shows. It's not just the currency exchange, it's the like duties and imports and everything and, else. And we used to explain this in the place we used to work together is that right. the things we sell sold which is by and large books. Mm. Um, we, they, they, people would always be, oh, I hated this, but they'd always be like, if I pay an American, can I have the American price? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a different country. No. Um, and the problem was, it wasn't just like the, the exchange rate. It had to do with like the number of people in the country. Economies of scale, dummy. Yeah. And, I would try, like, I try to explain it, like, twice to people, and then I just gave up. And I was like, you're a horrible person. Would you um, like to talk to a manager? I can find one for you. Yeah, I don't so, get paid enough to deal with this. Yeah. So, the fact that we get something like uh, Black Friday deals now, we're not rioting or, you know, punching each other out, but we kind of get excited, right? Because we don't really get the opportunity to get stuff at a really good price. So, like... I noticed it a little bit because I, you know, work in a mall yeah. and had some time to kill and actually wanted to go. Like, I wasn't going to ask the morning crew as I left work at 630 to like, hey, I want to buy some shit. Can you open the store? Right. Yeah. And we'll do this. They got enough to do. I was like, I got to kill time to go downtown anyway because mm-hmm. the bag, the backpack store wasn't open until like 10, I think. Oh. Um, and I got done work at 630. So I was like, well, I had to watch the thing we were going to watch this week. Right. So. Yeah. <laughs> That was going to take some time anyway. Woo! Look forward to that in the back half. Second half is going to be wild. <laughs> uh, if it hasn't already fallen out of my brain, I think my brain just wanted to push that thing out like immediately. <laughs> Are we done with this? No? You still need this? Because it's out. It's, it's, in the, it's in the trash. It's like a phone. It's taking up too much room. <laughs> my fo- I can't download any more apps. My phone is like, you need to like clear out some. We, we need to clear the cash. <laughs> That's definitely not information you need anymore. Um, but like, so I watched the mall start to like fill up and could yeah. see like the stores that were getting lineups. Like the Lego store had a big lineup. Oh. The Ugg store apparently had a huge lineup. Are Y'all, Uggs still a thing? Apparently. See? Farmer's Almanac for Uggs. We need like a whole section on footwear. You're not out there telling me about Uggs. And then I went back to work and I bought the, uh, some items for my folks and then went downtown and, but downtown, like downtown Toronto was yeah. dead. Yeah. Like I went to, uh, there was like a mountain... What's that? MEC? Mountain. Mech. Mech. 
but it stands for like mountain exploring co-op something. Sure, it does. Mac. It's the it's your it's like if you go mountaineering, like yeah, or hiking. That's yes, You're a big hiker. Yes, I have hiking shoes. And uh, you know, outdoor woodsy activities, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and for some reason, they have a giant store on Queen Street, and they opened earlier, and they also had some Timbuktu stuff. So I was in there like looking around. Yeah. But I just I kept looking at the one I was thinking of, and I just. I was feeling conflicted. And yeah, it eventually just came down to the girl who I had emailed like four times the day before regarding <laughs> like, I'm thinking of this. Can you hold this for me? I get if you don't. No, we don't do holds because it's Black Friday. Okay, cool. Um, she's finally like comes over and it's like, are you, are you making out okay? Because by this point, I'd been in there for like 20 minutes and looked at like every bag. Oh, no. Taking it off, yeah. opened it up, looked at it, put it back, gone back to the other one, looked at it because, you know, your man loves a good ham and ha. Oh, he does. <laughs> he definitely does. Mm. Yeah, you do. Um, when she finally came over, I was like, are you making out okay? I was just like, what do you like for pockets? Pockets. I'm telling you people, very important. And she took the one I'd been thinking about getting out of my hands and like put it back and was like, I really kind of like this one. And you know, the big selling point or detraction, I guess, is like, it's not, it's water resistant, but not waterproof. The other one right. I was looking at was waterproof. And I immediately had this vision of like, oh my God, I'm going to be like uh, in Shibuya and there's going to be a cloud burst and I'm not going to be able to and like, do anything. And you're going to have an umbrella. And put it right here. Yeah. Put the umbrella right there. Oh, you know? look, it's got its own a little, little umbrella pocket. And, well, that's the, for the water bottle, but I mean, I'm probably not going to have an umbrella. Bottle. Or an umbrella. You need water. You're traveling. You need water. Don't let me catch you, like, going to hospital because of dehydration because you're too excited about buying records. Fun fact. Umbrellas are apparently one of the only things that get stolen in Japan. Really? People lose umbrellas all the time. It's so weird. It is so weird. Why are y'all just stealing umbrellas all the time? Um, so, yes, this uh, Timbuktu Authority Deluxe. You know what's going to happen? You know what the number one thing that's going to happen is? Mm. You're going to go to Japan. Yeah. You're going to be like, man... These train rides and bus rides are so nice. Everyone's so quiet. And then you're going to come back to Toronto and be like, I'm going to punch just, the next person Just raging. Just raging. Which is what happened to me yesterday on the go bus. Just, it's not my joke. I saw I saw a tweet once that was like, immigrant culture is talking on speakerphone on public transit. Yeah. It is. <laughs> it's not. Yeah. Well, no, I don't think that's fair because I've seen... So many white ladies. You seen the ladies do that? Oh yeah. I have not seen many of the ladies Old do that. Old white ladies talking on full volume on their phone. I see a lot of African kids do that. Um, it's the point is yeah. no one should be doing it. No. Um, nobody should be doing it. Like my headphones might even be too loud for the. I mean, not that I can wear them anyway because I don't want to miss the <laughs> call for the station because like, yeah. I'm at this point I can hear yeah. Japanese better than I can read it. So it's mm-hmm. not like I can look at a display and. I watch a kanji throw up, and it's like, oh, yeah, sure, this is my stop. <laughs> well, no, you just look at the kanji for your stop, memorize it, and then you're good. Caitlin, there are so many kanji. I know. I was just being silly. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, but definitely, yeah, quiet. Quiet trains are going to be crazy. So, and everything being so clean. So clean. It is, but it isn't. I don't know. Okay. Well, when you go, when you come back, you can give us the full report. You can tell us. Oh, I will hate this city when I get back. That is guaranteed. I will hate Toronto. You're going to move to Japan, and we can't do a podcast because you're in Japan. I mean, we could. Weirder things have happened. Okay. <laughs> you know I hate Skype You do episodes. hate Skype so much. I can't listen to them at all. You, you I, get I, that nice metallic tinge to your <laughs> voice on every... Oh, it sounds like I I'm, I'm live in a tin can. Yeah, That's it sounds what like it sounds you like. live inside of a robot. Yeah. 
So yeah, that's uh, that's all I had for chit chat. Oh yeah, the Black Friday. Like I'm, I've sort of like upgraded my entire life because I've got the backpack, I've got the uh, I've got the keyboard case for the uh, for the iPad now. Mm-hmm. You got the shoes. It's very rugged. I got I got my slip on shoes. Yep. My one piece foam shoes that the kids are all like into. Like I said on the last episode, I don't know if the kids are still into them or not, but but they're gonna be good shoes for. They're pretty. They're pretty fly. Uh, what else did I get? Oh right, the selfie stick. <laughs> Gotta have the selfie stick. Kate, I don't think I showed you. Well, it's like all compact. It's way more compact than a usual It's super stick. compact, but also, say I'm just like having dinner somewhere and I just want to film myself. Oh my goodness. It's also a tripod. That is fucking fabulous. Oh my God, yes. Yes, yeah, son. That's pretty flimsy there. Good. That's amazing. There we go. Yep, also a tripod. That's amazing. What a time to be alive. Yes, I, I am I a selfie stick. That's fabulous. Which fits snugly. In the zip pocket <laughs> of his bag, of my backpack. See, pockets so important. Also, real hard to not look. I don't think any backpack it's easy to not look like a twelve-year-old. That's not true. That is a grown-up backpack. Kind of, but I mean, I put it on, and I don't know. Maybe I still need to adjust the straps, or it's like harder when you have your winter jacket on a bit. But I yes. definitely gotta have that, like, <laughs> kind of got that, like, starfish arms outstretched wallet. Yeah, like I'm, <laughs> I'm the little brother in Christmas story. Like yeah. I'm just kind of like waddling behind in my snow pants type of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but just in like you know, like a sweatshirt or a hoodie or something, you'll be fine. I'm also not going to do that one off the one shoulder type thing if I can help it. Yeah, no, you need proper posture. Both straps. Proper posture, both straps. You got to keep things equal. You want to put your back out because you're looking cool. And you got to wear a back brace like Caitlin. <laughs> you know what? Where is your back brace? You have more in than your back ba- brace. It is in my bag. All right. You just sound like senior correspondent Chris. <laughs> Where's your back brace? Are you wearing your back brace? Well, shut up. <laughs> You wear my back, right? Yeah, um, all right, so I have a mini rant. I should have saved this for Geek Down's Hot of Steak for patrons, but... Oh, we can do that. You want to save it? Yeah, I'll save it. Because I got one, too. We'll yeah. save it. We'll save it. We'll hot shot after, yeah. after we record. Patrons? Yeah. You're co- gonna get- come back. We've worked that out live on the air. Yeah. You want to get Caitlin's rant? Get a I, don't, I don't even know what Caitlin's rant is. She was about to spring this on me. I was. I was getting... I was like... <gasps> yeah. Patrons, check your feed later in the week. Get those hot takes from your BFFs. So many hot takes. Um, so I will not go into that, into what I was about to go into. Instead, I'll talk about how. I don't know if I brought it on the show. I think I have, but I really liked Lost in Space, the mm-hmm. Netflix series, the reimagining of Lost in, uh, Lost in Space. Um, and I've been waiting to hear about when I was coming back Yes, because I've tried some other sci-fi shows and they're all lame. Um, very disappointed in some of them cause I have really high expectations. Uh, but anyway, so, um, all of a sudden somebody posts on Facebook like, Hey, look, the final trailer for lost in space. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Final trailer. I haven't seen a first trailer. You know that the internet is broken when you're not getting trailers that they should know you would love. <laughs> what is going on? Is it because you think I'm a black Korean lady <laughs> who speaks French? Perhaps. Um, but anyways, I was, I'm very excited. It looks great. Um, it is coming out December 24th. So it's like Christmas present to me. Um, and uh, I'm definitely going to be watching it um, December 24th. <laughs> Uh, Merry Christmas, everyone. Yeah. You're looking for Kate. I'll be watching Lost She's in Space. Binging Lost in Space. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, what else have you been watching? Um, okay, so 
As we had spoken about, I did not get to uh, watch the most recent episode of The Mandalorian, um, but I did watch last week's. Been really liking it. Um, I feel the same way that I can't remember Andy or the other one felt about it. Probably Andy. Uh, which is just like, it's a really like simple show that's sort of delightful and fun. Yeah, I think it's a TV show yeah. in the most classic sense of a TV show. Mm-hmm. Um I think somebody like in the last episode, not the one that just aired, but the one that aired before it with the Gia Carano uh, yes. guest spot, like they were going for Seven Samurai. Yeah. But it's kind of like the Incredible Hulk TV show where it's like <laughs> they roll into a town, they help the people. Yeah. And they roll out. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. that's a TV show. Like, that's as TV as you can get. Yep. Um, and I know there's been, you know, I don't know that people have been. Uh, antsy a bit but i know favreau did an interview maybe with the hollywood reporter where it was like you know we will get into the child I have to call it by the copyrighted name right <laughs> yeah. just call it baby yoda baby yoda. baby yoda um you know his backstory will be investigated a little bit this season i think ryan johnson let it slip that he's going to be in the second season it's like it's, it's, the thing prints money like you know yeah. sidebar we got uh we got the first batch of mando funkos in at uh yeah. Major Canadian retailer. And? Not even on the box. Oh. Like, I get wanting to keep that shit under wraps, but, like, official merch is, like, not coming until, like, May or June of next year. Like. That's cool. Um, Was there a Baby Yoda? That's what I'm saying. Oh. Not even mentioned on the box. Oh, shoot. So you can get your Funko Pop of, like, Nick Nolte's character. I thought you meant, like, no names were on anything. No, like, oh. Baby Yoda's not even mentioned on the box. Like, oh. they do not have one. This is the first series of Mando Funko Pops. Baby Yoda ain't even listed on the box. He's not an option. Oh He's not God. available. That's amazing. Um, I think, like, good for them. Giving everything into rest. I guess, but you, I would have thought they'd be better prepared to, like boom drop that shit on you when christmas was coming no i mean they, think about it they didn't have it in any of the trailers that you knew there was a, a a child but no one was expecting baby yoda but is it gonna still have the like like it ain't gonna be as hot by next year yes it will mm-hmm. yes it will culture moves too fast y'all oh my goodness It'll be something else um i don't agree but there we are <laughs> uh the watchman continues to be fantastic um i loved last episode but i don't think that's everyone's and i was i had an inkling about things but i it was still a surprise suddenly his dispassionate take on the afterlife makes a lot more sense Uh. so i just i and all the clues are really interesting yeah my opinion remains the same i mean it's it's only when i remember that fleabag existed in 2019 yeah that i amend my take that Watchmen is the best show on television. Yeah, um, that if, came out this year. If you haven't seen, and what what I'm finding really interesting is this is just sort of in general a lot of second things like second seasons or like uh, sequels have been doing like they're even better than the first one. Are we getting really good at doing sequels? I don't know because mm. Fleabag season two is better than Fleabag season one. Oh, there's a fence. I don't know. I think it's better than season I'd have to go back and watch the whole thing yeah. uh, on mass to really evaluate that. Um, I definitely also think Watchmen is a show that is benefiting from week to week. Like, yeah. Watchmen would be a hard fucking hang if you were trying to do it all at binge once. that shit. Yeah. Um, and also, you know, you were alluding to the fact that, you know, the, the Nerd Brigade, you know, Diversity in Comics has probably posted many angry videos about this, but that stuff doesn't really, 
I don't know for a fact. Like, that stuff's not crossing my filter bubble at all. Like, I accidentally. Ooh, you found some. What are they mad about? They're mad that. They're, they're definitely mad about Hooded Justice. They're Well, they're mad that uh, Rorschach is not being made a hero. <laughs> mm-hmm. And he, he's a hero. He was not racist or misogynistic or any of the things that he is in the comics. They're like, you don't even know. And people are like, but we do know because we have the comics and we read them. Um, they're, they hate that it's, uh, a, f- a black female protagonist, mm-hmm. main protagonist. Um, they're just like, oh yeah, making it diverse is making this show suck. And I'm like, how can you think that? I just don't understand. The show is fantastic. Um, but yeah. What a cool guy you are. Um, and I had a really interesting talk with, uh, I've mentioned her on the show several times, but, uh, Ren Hanman, a mm-hmm. uh, very good one of my best friends, um, who is a writer and uh, writes for TV and books and short stories and tons of stuff. Fantastic writer. Um, And we had a really interesting conversation about um, worlds where you get sort of dropped into it. And as I've mentioned several times, I love that kind of thing. I Mm -hmm. love getting dropped into the David Simon fuck you school storytelling. Yeah. She does not. Or if she does, she really wants to know a lot about the character, at least. And in both The Mandalorian and uh, really in Watchmen, you don't know that much about right. the about the character on the outside, right? You're getting to know know them more. That's sort of what the, the story is doing. But there's still so many mysteries. And I love all that. And, and she's not as uh, big of a fan of it. So I just think that's interesting as well. Whether that is a trend or it just happens to be these two very popular things at the moment. Um, but I can say I am really enjoying Week to Week. So speaking of Watchmen, the closest thing to news yeah. that I saw bubbling this week was they're actually not. These tweets are a few weeks old now. Um, but Leah Moore, Alan yeah. Moore's daughter, yeah. kind of went on a, uh, she <laughs> mentioned her dad um, because Alan Moore has announced he is voting. He's an anarchist. Oh. He's voting in the next election. That's also in his first election, maybe ever, that he's voted in. Wow. Because that's how much he hates what conservatives are doing to, to yeah. Great Britain. And that led to the usual, you know, especially in light of how universally praised the Watchmen show has been. Her Menchie's getting flooded with, like, you know, the popular take, which I have espoused myself, mm-hmm. that, you know, Alan Moore's the grumpy old wizard. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Just hating everything. Yeah. All the time. And she went on like a multiple tweet series just kind of breaking down, you know, what her experience of her dad has been and how like, yes, there have definitely been some great things that have been done, but like really look at it from his perspective and just read some of these. Um, You know, she said he hasn't sat next to a 10 year old girl watching Captain Marvel or Wonder Woman for the first time. The idea that the man who loves superhero stories so much he gave up his job and plunged recklessly into writing comics, which at the time was insane of him to do, loved them so much he filled every panel and arguably every balloon and caption with that love, loved them so much he tried to make them into something that provoked thought and feelings, that addressed issues, that spoke to people the way superheroes had always spoken to him. That seems crazy to me. I have his collection of Marvel comics dog-eared from reading from love. I heard so many times about his excitement of finding a stash of secondhand Marvel comics in a junk shop in a box or buying them off the spinners in Great Yarmouth on holiday. He could not love superhero comics more if he tried. Kirby was his idol. Ditko was his idol. It was that love that made him who he was. In the 80s, he brought ecology and politics. 
into his superhero comics. In the 90s, he wrote 1963, which was glowing, fizzing love letter directly to his beloved superhero comics, which he was writing at the same time as From Hell and Lost Girls. He didn't see any opposition between his America's best line of superhero comics and his beloved mind-boggling huge concept graphic novels. If I rang, he would spend 45 minutes explaining a cool bit of Tom Strong, a load of daft bits and splash Brannigan, a clever thing he had done and was proud of. His problem was that the medium he adored was ruled by corrupt despots, that the people who made that magic were abused, that their contribution was not valued, that it was stolen from them. He already hated that before Watchmen. He already knew Kirby had been shafted. So when it happened to him, and then again, and then again, it wasn't just a business deal gone awry or a bit of bad luck. It broke him. The thing he loved most, the thing he poured all his time and energy into his whole entire life, he couldn't do it anymore. He fulfilled his obligations to his fellow creators. He did the projects he could control and own, but he didn't want to browse comic shelves anymore. That's so fucking sad, it actually breaks my heart. So for people who thrive now in this amazing industry we can all find our niches in, where there are so many comics we couldn't possibly buy them all, to say that Alan Moore is out of order for hating superheroes or what they become for him is unbelievable. To see him dismissed as crazy old Alan Moore again and again, and people not know what made him that way. To see people dissing him when their job, their industry, their medium was partly built on 40 years of his hard work. I'm not heartbroken, just really fucking disappointed. Can you imagine if he hadn't been fucked over? If instead of grumpy Alan Moore shouting from his cave, he spent the past 40 years putting out book after book for DC and the rest, creating vast worlds full of superheroes he loves. Enjoying comics? It's a damn shame. So sad. So, we love to hate on you, Alan Moore. I don't know. We sometimes, always, we, sometimes we do. We've been, I think, we've never said anything, I think, negative. Well, not us, no. specifically, but, you know, the trope of, I mean, he even played it up on The Simpsons. Like, he played himself right. on The Simpsons and basically <laughs> <laughs> poked fun at that. He's aware of his own image, but it was just really interesting for her to lay out, like, I, from her perspective as his daughter. Like When, when V for Vendetta came out, um, the movie... Uh, he had a really, he wrote or was interviewed and had a really good, um, viewpoint on it that I, I thought was great, which was, it's not, he wanted, he was fine with sort of like adaptations of his work, but he wanted the spirit of them to live on. Mm -hmm. That's what he thought was really important. Um, and I, I sort of understand that, right? Because he was coming from a place like that says of love right and and trying to do something important he wanted that importance to get magnified not to be diminished through the medium so like the movie v for vendetta is fun but it doesn't have the same message that the graphic novel had and i think that's why people are so like pushing back on this what they see as his attitude right to the point where his name's not even in the credits well regarding Watchmen, because to them it's like this is you know they're finally someone has finally done it in a way that you would probably you know appreciate yeah like you know some interview he did a few years ago with a argentinian paper or something i don't know where he basically went off on superheroes still being the white supremacist fantasy and it's like but yeah. they're doing they're talking about it right here like look somebody actually did something really good with your work and i think people yeah. feel it's kind of like tragic that he's not Interesting. Seeing what amazing thing his groundwork, like Lindelof, mm-hmm. is like, has been, the sense I get from, I haven't read enough interviews with him. There's actually an after show podcast mm-hmm. hosted by him. Oh, cool. That's probably going to be my listen tonight. I'm probably yeah. going to binge this podcast while I'm at work. The sense I get is that if they do another season of this, yeah, he's not going to be involved. Okay. Because this was so, like, it was so much for him. Right. Just the... 
Yeah, I don't know. If, I don't, did we talk about it on the show when he like posted when it was announced that he was doing it? He posted like this, like the Eminem at the end of Eight Mile. Like I know what you're saying, so let me say it first, type of thing. Like right. I, like, I no, I don't. He posted this huge Instagram post that was basically like, "You're worried. I know. I'd be worried too." <laughs> Oh wait! I think Here's, we did. Yeah, I think we did talk about and it. And it was basically like it's not a remake; it's more of a remix. Like yeah. I almost hate myself for doing this. Like he's been really like the anxiety he has felt <laughs> about doing this project because yeah. to him it's a sacred text. He loves Watchmen and he loves and like reveres the work of Alan Moore. So right. to play with this in this playground while also knowing Alan Moore's righteous amb- ambivalence yeah. towards what you know the corporate masters do with his creative work you know i think lindelof is pleased people have enjoyed it mm-hmm. but he's like for my own sanity i need to i put it all out on the field which the show has done yeah and the second season is is always hard it's and all, I, second seasons are always hard. i don't know i don't know what they would do mm-hmm. i mean there's two episodes two, god are like two episodes left is that it i think they're only doing nine. Oh my god so whew, that's wow. two, that's two hours and i mean to expect Damon fucking Lindelof of all people to mm-hmm. tie everything up in a neat little bow is not really no. not what he does. Nope. Um, but I still don't know how you how we even begin to address like what is going on mm-hmm. with Ozymandias? Oh my god. Where is he? Did what is like, happening? There's so much. It's a jury of pigs. I don't know. A jury of his peers. The things that show fucking does when she fucking ended up chained to the elephant. I was like fucking yeah or like when the trap door didn't work yeah like that's so i oh. i knew about that bit beforehand it's oh, like really? like i i had i had that episode spoiled for me oh. um and i read that bit about you know Lori blake goes and talks to whoever yeah. gets dropped down a trap door that's all they said so that's yeah. like oh, okay i know that's coming but you, they mentioned <laughs> nothing about you know this old remote that's like not working and the fact she's like what the fuck what the fuck who has a trap door door? (laughs) he's just like so tired he's just (laughs) so tired and i mean shouts to gene smart like yeah everybody on this show it's it's a great it it or fleabag is the best fucking thing i've seen this year you know what not is not the best thing i've seen this year caitlin that a lot of people would disagree with me on Uh uh-huh I'm reserving judgment until I see the whole season. Which is probably why. Not the second season. I'm just, yeah. I'm, I'm late on this. And it's almost like I'm watching it at this point. Uh, it was requested of me to check it out. Mm-hmm. Recommended. Yeah. So I am. But also, you know, to be a part of the culture, I'm really watching it out of cultural obligation at this point. Right. Because all okay. my all my other shows are week to week and I got to fill the other, you know. <laughs> the binging void. 120 hours of my, per week of my television viewing existence with something. Right. I'm going to do read a book. I'm not like. You know, Captain Three Books over here. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not just walking around with books all the time, despite the number of pockets in my backpack. Um, Amazing. Is a Succession, which a lot of people say is the best show on TV. Uh, you mean it's not just uh, rich white people being mad at each other? Oh, it definitely is exactly that. <laughs> have I seen a black person on this show? I have. I've seen a black person, in a, a black man and an Asian man. Were they? I think. Uh, oh, and a black woman, too. Were they? Do they speak at all? Uh, yes. Oh, amazing. Wow. The black woman is like a network exec and got to got to mouth off back to a... Spoiled white person? Yeah. Oh, that's always fun. I, um, I mean, I want a whole show of that. You're only in here because your name's etched on the outside of the building. Um, it's Slow Food Dynasty. Like, I did not expect... I expected the show to have something to say. It doesn't. 
Ugh. It's just. It's like all I'm the- sure if you want to look for it hard enough, it is. But it's like if you don't know Succession, it's the you know it's another one of the HBO Sunday night shows, um, <sighs> and it's basically just about this rich media, you know, entity family, mm-hmm. where like. Brian Cox, who is a fucking national treasure, like, yeah, just an amazing actor, plays the paterfamilias of the Roy family, and he ends up mm-hmm. having a stroke um, and gets basically taken out, and he's, like, 90% incapacitated, but, like, now his kids are trying to, like, they find things Encroach. out about the business, yeah. and they're making moves that he would not have approved of, but he's trying to, like, reclaim his business, and he's basically, like, you know, pissing on floors in the office and, like, <laughs> zoning out as he pours his coffee and just doesn't stop type of thing, so right. it's, like... Good times. But if, you know, with the word gets out that he's sick, the stock's going to tank and they're going to lose the business and stuff like that. Okay, cool. Great. Like, okay. <sighs> so boring. Give and me superheroes and people with swords. Karen Culkin's in it, who I generally enjoy, but he's basically doing a richer version of Wallace Wells. Like, it's just... Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Karen Culkin's kind of always been playing this character. Yeah. It's kind of like smarmy, nonplussed, non-serious. Yeah. Type of doing. It's just Wallace Wells again. Like... There we are. It's not to my aesthetic. It's not the best wrench. A lot of people think it's like the best wrench show on television, and it has some things that made me made me laugh. Like when they call like their version of the Met Gala, mm-hmm. they call it the Wasp Trap. Amazing. <laughs> One episode was called like Shit Show at the Fuck Factory. Like you know, like great, like patter, cool, great okay. patter. But you can't I, make a show out of patter. And I don't like. I thought. What people liked about this show was that it had something grand to say about. I've heard some people argue it's got something to say about trauma, but Watchmen saying more interesting things about trauma. Fleabag said more interesting things about trauma to oh, me. Yeah. Like, I don't know, it just doesn't have enough like ideas for me. Oh, you and I'm, your ideas! <laughs> that's such a fucking smarmy thing to say. Like, <laughs> I need ideas in I, my show, and, and I sound like I'm being contrarian when like the show is like universally praised but i'm like literally remember when i was like googling is casino a good movie like i'm <laughs> i'm like googling is succession bad like um i felt- i feel like frank grimes like i just want to point a picture of like frank grimes like pointing at where homer simpson in but instead of homer simpson it's a like a poster for succession <laughs> like i feel like frank grimes it's like how are you all ignoring this um i this is the, my thing about um I think I can talk about it now, but about like straight, like what I like to call straight fiction, which mm. is just like general fiction where there's nothing interesting. It's just white people with their problems. I can't read shit like that. Like it, I, and I can't watch stuff like that. I could never watch like a gossip girl. I'm right. like, do they go to another dimension? If they don't, I'm out. <laughs> um, and sort of weirdly on a show about ideas and a Culkin, uh, I watched a couple episodes of the movies that made us. Oh, right. I saw this advertised on the Netflixes. This is the spinoff to the toys that made us, right? Yeah. And it was really, really fascinating. And one of the episodes was on Home Alone. One of them was on um, Dirty Dancing. Die Hard Home Alone. Dirty Dancing and what? And Ghostbusters. Oh, Ghostbusters. And I watched three of them. That's real. That's a real. Yeah. You know who the demo is just. Yes, you know who you the, do. the intended audience is just from that, that run sheet. But it just, it's as someone who likes capital F film and capital M movies, I um, I really enjoyed finding out a lot about the behind the scenes and, and how things got made and why they got made and why they almost didn't get made and. Um, all of that was really, really cool and had lots of ideas. That'd be a good chill, uh, holiday, holiday yeah. hang. Um, 
forgot to mention. Oh. Don't want to forget this. Okay. I already talked about one show about rich white people being awful that I'm kind of eh about. Yeah. And one show about rich white people I'm not eh about. What? Guess what I got into, Kate? Who's here for Crown Season 3? Oh. How is it? Well, I had to first binge Crown Season 2. Of course, which I also haven't watched. Didn't want to get, didn't want to fall behind on that. Yeah. Mm, Claire Foy. <laughs> Goddamn. Goddamn treasure. Yep. Um, if I recall, the reason why I even like watched The Crown in the first place was my man Uncle G at brunch one day. Yeah. Hitting me up with all these like deep royal family cuts because his, his, <laughs> his wife's like French, like European French. Yeah. And somewhat of a royal watcher growing up i think and when the crown right, came yeah. she wanted to she wanted to check it out and like made him watch it too and he was like yo did you know that philip like blah blah blah, blah. i'm like what um why do you know this the, the only problem like that the crown suffers from is just like these people are alive and we know that we know their lives like yeah. i'm not gonna be real amped when prince andrew's born in the show <laughs> <laughs> it's like bro you just got fired from your family like yeah yeah seriously no bad you gotta fuck up to get fired from your job as a son pretty fucking bad <laughs> And he did. Uh, I guess uh, well done, Prince Andrew. Good, like good for you. award for sucking. Prince Andrew. Also, Epstein didn't kill himself. Oh um, my God. <laughs> wow. But uh, yeah, it's just it just goes down goes down real smooth. Excellent. Love me, love me some crown. Have not had a chance to really get into season three. I was just like burning through season two because yeah. I don't. Know, I'm, I'm sure there are no details I would have missed. <laughs> it's basically seems like a bit of a reset by yeah. season three. But it's uh yeah it's just. Philip being awful, like all the time. Amazing. <laughs> like all the all the time. Um Yeah. <laughs> I love the crown. People think this is really weird. That yeah. like I'm trying to figure out what uh, this is what we go on about at work all the time is my co lead, the most consistent man in the world, who has superhero graphic novels like I have records. Yeah. But we'll never miss an episode of This Is Us. Amazing. I think that's weirder than the fact that I watch The Crown. He disagrees. So we put this to the people all the time. What's <laughs> um, weirder? That hip-hop vinyl collector Jordan uh, loves him some Crown. Or that, uh, you know, two-pack of Dad's Oatmeal Cookies every night. All the superhero comics. This, it, loves This Is Us. It's definitely the latter. That That's weird. Yeah, y'all heard it here. That's definitely weird. Um, Want to know what else is really weird? What else is really weird? The thing we're about to talk about in the second half of the episode. Oh, my God. Do we have to? Yes, we have to. Even if it's for like 10 minutes. <laughs> Even if it's literally that's for how, like... That's how little we want to talk about this. But when we come back, I'm sure we'll have... I got to remember what happened in this stupid thing. Because literally, like Kate said, my brain is like trying to push it out. It's like gripping. The nails of this thing are gripping on to like my cerebral cortex. As yeah. Just for like self-preservation, my brain tries to push it out. <laughs> Uh, it's enough to make you want to kill yourselves, but I don't. Because you're a pimp. I'm a fucking pimp, y'all. Getting to Southland Tales when we come back after this break. What's up, y'all? Now, because you've all been bad, welcome to the second half of the show, where Caitlin and I will talk about the things we had to watch, or that we chose to watch. We chose this. November is over. It is. The Crabathon goes on. Yep. We yeah, it had, does. had to miss the last week. There was, unfortunately, no way to get you an episode on this thing before November was finished, but we, we knew. And we, because we, we, we promised and we wanted to get this to you. And we wanted you to have the full crapathon experience. 
So, Crapathon is certainly going out. I think last year we were sad to see Crapathon go. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know that we are this year. I don't know. This like, almost broke Crapathon. I don't know. Uh, what was the first thing you gave me? The thing with Van Damme? Not Van Damme, no. It oh, was Mark for Death? Mark for Death was amazingly bad. <laughs> amazingly bad. Yeah. So there are some, you know, there is a way to do it. I think the problem here was that we ventured outside ourselves. Right. We took a recommendation from outside. Who did who did that? My co-lead. When I mentioned the concept of Crapathon, he's like, oh my God, have you seen this? How about I just like stab him in his spleen <laughs> and let never, him slowly bleed out? Never let Caitlin meet my coworkers. So we took a recommendation and when he broke down really what this was mm-hmm. and who was in it yeah. and what sort of the deal was, I went, oh my God, that sounds like just fucking terrible. I was right, <laughs> but not for the reasons I so thought I was going to be. So, oh God, yeah, we still have rules. Uh, the but, rules still apply. Which is the the rule of three, which is the thing comes in parts. We will watch, consume, read three of them. Yes. So we get a sense of what the thing is trying to become. This felt like three of something. <laughs> it was as long as three of something. Mm. Um, the second rule is hashtag save it for the pod, which we really tried to do. We tried. I mean, there were some slip ups in there, but we still haven't even begun to scratch the surface of no. everything no. that is stupid about this. You have to, if you are going to venture to watch this, you have to have a support network. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> I don't know where you're going to find it. Remember we uh, talked about how nobody wanted to pay, shell out money to have for Dune yeah. on a streaming site? Like yeah. literally... Crackle, which is owned by Sony, which I'm pretty sure is the studio that put this out, is the only place you can find legal streaming for this. Unless you are dumb enough to pay money to rent it to watch it. Thank you, patrons. Yes. <laughs> We're dumb. Um, and finally, uh, the last rule is um, uh, there will be spoilers. It's Yeah, it's a policy. It's a really rule. Which is that there will be lots and lots of spoilers because um, that's kind of what we do on this half of the show. Why would you even care? Oh, you wouldn't. You don't. I, I can I can tell you that you don't. Just listen to us be mad for 15 to 20 minutes. and then. Not even. I <laughs> swear to God, not even. That's how little Caitlin has to say about this. So, my God, what the hell did we watch? We watched Southland Tales. Now, not that unreasonable to think that we will watch Southland Tales because this is directed by Richard Kelly. Yes. Richard Kelly, best known as the director and writer, I think, of Donnie Darko. Which I I liked, and I'm thinking you liked as well. Uh, it was it was fine. Yeah, I would, didn't hate it. But like when this came out, I know my co lead mentioned that he like made his brother watch it because he wanted to prove that Donnie Darko was indie overhyped indie trash, right. and this was like his argument, right? To prove that, all right, he won that <laughs> argument. Um. Okay. Yes. I'll... So so okay. So this movie came out in 2006. Weird. It is written by Richard Kelly and directed by Richard Kelly. Uh, Wikipedia describes it as a 2006 science fiction comedy drama thriller film. Sure. Uh, second film written and directed by Richard Kelly. The title refers to the Southland, a name used by locals to refer to Southern California and greater Los Angeles, set in the then near future of 2008. <laughs> As part of an alternate history, the film is a portrait of Los Angeles and a satiric commentary on the military-industrial complex and the infotainment industry. Let's run down this cast. Yeah. Very important. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Mm-hmm. Sean William Scott. Yep. Sarah Michelle Gellar. Yep. Mandy Moore. Mm-hmm. Justin Timberlake. Yep. Every female cast member from Saturday Night Live <laughs> between 19, 2001 and 2007. Yep. 
Avon Barksdale from The Wire. Yep. Uh, who else was in there? Will Sasso from Mad TV mm-hmm. was in there. Yeah. I'm sure there are others I was forgetting. To further, oh, Bai Ling was in there. That's right. Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, what's his name? Inconceivable. Oh, I can't remember. Uh, Inc- Wallace Shawn. There he is. From, from, Wallace Shawn. Miranda Richardson was in this? Good Lord. Yeah. Uh, Bai Ling. I said Bai Ling. Further, just cementing this in amber, the score was done by Moby. Yeah. So, and it features a lip sync sing along to uh, all these things that I've done by the killers. Just if you needed that in your life. Also, like, well, <sighs> but this is the most important thing. Mm. So you've got okay. So you have three important things. That cast is ridiculous for the time. Yeah. Like, so the first important thing is who it was written and directed by. Okay, got it. The second important thing is the cast, and we'll include Moby in that. <laughs> Um, you, you can come too, Mobes. Yeah. Um, the third most important thing that we need to talk about before we talk about anything else mm-hmm. is that it's two and a half hours. Two and a half hours long. And when it opens, it throws up a title card that says four. Yep. Because he intended this. Thank you, Wikipedia, because the movie will do nothing to inform you of this. No. Will was intended to be part of some like multimedia experience. And there are graphic novels. That have the first three parts mm-hmm. of Southland Tales. Yeah. Probably would have helped. Probably. Do I want to devote another two hours of my life no. to this world? No, I know the answer. No, no. I don't. This no. movie has a 5.4 on IMDb, a 38% on I'm Rotten sorry, Tomatoes. I'm sorry, a 5.4? 5.4 on IMDb. Out of? 10. Not out of like 100? No. Okay. A 38% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is probably more accurate, a 44% on Metacritic. And I will say... That by the end of it, yeah. it does make a sort of sense, kind of, I okay. guess. But by the time you get there, you have to trace it back. It does not erase the fact that it is two and a half hours long, yeah. and he was clearly on mescaline when he wrote the entire thing. <laughs> like, um, so where do we even was, start with this? Well, it was eight minutes in when I realized it was eight minutes in <laughs> and texted you, I'm only fucking eight minutes in, and I need this to stop. It's bad. The other problem is, and this is not the movie's fault. Yeah. It's clear what was on his mind at the time. This is a 2006 movie. Was so there's a lot of, on his mind? <laughs> so there's a lot of talk about the Patriot Act yeah. and Homeland Security and things like that. Yeah. This is a Bush anxiety, Iraq war, post 9-11 anxiety movie. On mescaline. I, I, get, I get what was on his mind. He had, and there were legitimate, concer- those were legitimate concerns at the time. In 2019 in Trump's America, this is real cute. Like you yeah. thought this was as bad as it was going to get. Oh, <laughs> you sweet summer child. You thought this was as bad as it was going to get was Homeland Security. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's all kinds of weird, I have like, a speaker over there that I willingly have in my home that's listening to everything I say at all times. It's true. Like, how, what does, what would he even think if you could just go back in time? I, I don't know. I don't know what he was thinking when he was making this. Good Lord, I haven't even said anything about the plot yet. Uh, what, how, how can you explain it? Well, this is what Google gives, um. There's like six movies mashed <laughs> into this movie. So the movie starts... With a uh, nuclear blast. We never even found out who oh, did it, did we? Oh, I'm sorry. This is Hitting me. <laughs> yeah. This is a, I'm a hitting Jordan. This is a hit wow. moment. The best part of that movie was that home video. The opening scene? The, like, I, like, it was so unbelievably well acted. You still don't feel good about the two and a half hours that are in front of you, but at that point, you're like, okay. okay. 
I was like, really? Is this really that bad? Like, the acting is great. I like the little, I think it's a cool little scene. No. No. So, with the United States under threat of nuclear attack, the lives of several people converge in a dystopian Los Angeles. Movie star Boxer Santaros, lest we forget, that is the (laughs) rock's name in this movie, Boxer Boxer Santaros, Santaros. who is an action star and also engaged to a presidential, Republican presidential candidate. Yeah. A um, candidate's daughter. Daughter, sorry. Yeah. That's Mandy Moore. Um, that would have made things more interesting. He plans his next film with the help of ambitious porn actress Krista Now. Yeah. Nobody writes the cock like Krista Now. Nobody. <laughs> Teen horniness is not a crime. <laughs> Teen horniness is not a crime. Oh, God. How are we going to avoid just dropping insane lines from this movie and like contextualizing them for the people? I guess that's kind of like what watching the movie is like. Exactly um, what it's like. But Krista Now and troubled policeman Rowan Taverner who's Sean William Scott. Uh, meanwhile, Marxist revolutionaries, greedy corporations, and secretive government agencies pursue their separate agendas among a paranoid populace. So Marxist revolutionaries, greedy, greedy corporations, and secretive government agencies all could have had their own movie. Yes, they all could have had their own movie. But they're all in this one. Yes, they are. <laughs> you know when a so, subway car uh, is too crowded and you're like really sweaty and uncomfortable and someone has a backpack and they keep hitting you with it and you just really want to die. That's what watching this film is like. So, and I know, I, I know, I know I'm just, I'm trying to break it down as simply as possible to what this movie is. Basically, there's this company. I'm telling it like in sensical order. This is not how the movie presents itself no, at all. No. Basically, uh, and I'm leaving out the stupid parts. Like, <laughs> Uh, okay. Like, like the screenplay and all that nonsense. Um, so basically, after this nuclear attack, every every like state is its own country now. You need like essentially a passport to even travel between states, and California is the only like free area. And and there's a war in Iraq that's been going on for years. And there's a war in Iraq. And Justin Timberlake's character is apparently very important, but he doesn't do anything but sit on a giant sniper rifle on the beach and make weird make comments. weird faces and talk about shit in the book of Revelations. Um but there is this company inconceivable Wallace Shawn there. He's got this like crew of people mm-hmm. around him. Mm-hmm. And they have come up with some sort of It's called a posse. <laughs> come up with some sort of perpetual motion energy providing thing that like uses waves waves to provide energy but what this has done is it has fucked with the rotation of the earth yep somehow it has slowed the earth's rotation and caused a tear in space time yeah so again that's about as much sense as i can make of that for some reason i don't know why they hired the sean william scott character to take boxer santeros the rock through the thing in space time yeah which Jets him like I don't know, just moves him forward in time like an hour or something. I thought it moved him back in time. Did it back in time? Who fucking knows? The point is, there was two of them kicking around. They killed the old boxer Santeros, and now the new one's just around. But the two Sean William Scotts are still. Yeah, but they're. You think they're twins? You think they're twins, but they're not. They're two temporal versions of the same person. Yeah, 
that share the same soul. Share right, same soul split between two people yeah. in the same timeline. So when they shake hands in a floating ice cream truck at the end of the movie, the world explodes. <laughs> you, you think, think I'm making you this think up? We're, you think or, I just summoned that? Or from, we're being like, what's the word for it? Like really glib. Like I'm yeah, just, yeah, glib. You think we're being glib or like, like exaggerating? We're not. Everything we say, this is how it is. It took two and a half hours to get to that, but two and a half. Hours. Then there's also uh, a video that there, people are passing back and forth. Right. Oh, uh, like, Boxer Santeros has no memory. No. He thinks his oh, Jericho Kane. Jericho Kane. <laughs> oh, my God. He thinks his name is Jericho Kane, which is also the name of the character in this screenplay that apparently at some point he wrote yeah. with this porn actress. Yeah. And it tells all about the future. Yes. Yeah. It tells about the future and it's accurate, or at least they're telling him it's accurate and it's predicting the future. Yeah. I don't know. Also, there's the like take on like government surveillance. There's, watching everything at all times. There's the woman who who is obsessed with Boxer Centaur, who works at the government. Who works agent. there and dropped and dropped the line that I forgot existed. And Caitlin sent me a gif of it. First of all, you are not the hero we deserve person out there making <laughs> gifs from Southland Tales. But she, the Rock is already confused between these like Jericho Kane slash Boxer Centaur's portions of his personality. Yes. And this woman who's been like stalking him through government surveillance, like addresses him as the character in the screenplay and like tells him all this stuff then pulls a gun out of her purse. Yeah. Holds it to her head and says, Oh, and say, Oh no, you got to say it. Oh, okay. I can't even remember the full line, but it's like, uh, you have to let me suck your dick or I'm going to kill myself. Yeah. Something like that. If I don't suck your dick, I'll kill myself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, uh, Oh God, it's just, I'm having like, Nom flashback. I really am. I remember. I remember stupid things about this movie. Yeah. Friends. This is a visual just for Caitlin because I forgot about this until this moment. What is this? Oh yeah. Okay. So the Rock throughout the entire film, whenever he's scared or thinking or he does this weird. It's not like a slow like you know when you fold your hands into a steeple or like Mr. Burns. He just. It's kind of Mr. Burns. It's kind of the excellent finger taps. Yeah, but it's like, really fast. It's really fast. It's weird. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's like if a British butler was like, ooh. Like, <laughs> yeah, but it's like it goes on too scared. long and yeah. he's like. And he's constantly, constantly doing it. What was that decision? Who told him to do that? Did Kelly tell him to do that? Did he decide? Was that a choice he made by himself? Also, we need to like acknowledge that this is like post-Scorpion King but like before, not The Rock. Yeah. Not before he was like He's still skinny. What? what <laughs> he's got tattoos, but he's still skinny. What is the his breakout breakout movie? That's a good question. Because it's definitely before that. <laughs> we don't need to look it up. But whenever The yeah. Rock broke out, this was before that. Before that. Um, and like just again the weirdness of the cast, and I feel like they must have all been very disappointed with the outcome. Christopher Lambert is in this movie. <laughs> like, like at one point, I wasn't paying attention. I just heard this like has have hair. I'm like, is that the fucking Highlander? Like, what is he doing here? Uh, yeah. <laughs> and I think I read that he was trying to do like a Tarantino thing where he wanted to cast people outside of their normal type of like yeah. roles, which, which is why Sherry fucking O'Terry, like the <laughs> other cheerleader from SNL with Will Ferrell, is yeah. like playing this like neo-Marxist terrorist type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Kevin Smith is in there, like under heavy makeup. I only recognized his voice. I couldn't see him. Oh, I didn't, I didn't recognize that weird him. guy with the gray hair who was like on the blimp, like working for oh, the company. That was him. Yeah, that was Kevin Smith. Oh my God. Um, Maybe we should talk to Kevin Smith about what happened. <laughs> Can you tell us what happened? Tell us what happened. In was he snorting dust? I don't know what anybody like, the trailer. I don't know what anybody's motivation in this movie was. Like, what was anybody trying to do? 
Yeah. And there was an ele- there's an election going on, and they they want to use the it has video to do with the election. The Marxist sab- yeah. sabotage the election. So there's apparently a video of which you never like even see, but no. it's like nobody knows where Boxer Santeros is, and because he's engaged to the uh, to the um, daughter daughter of, of a Republican senator running for president, they're like everybody wants to find him, uh, including John Larroquette from Night Court. Oh yeah, he's in here too. <laughs> yeah, what yeah. The fuck. Um, it's so weird. So much is going on. Um, they're trying, and they're also trying to like make him look like he took part in a racist cop killing. Yeah, th- I'm sorry, like a racist cop killing people. Yeah, um, and that's why he's like paired up. It starts off like he's going on a ride along with the Sean William Scott character as a cop. Yeah, although it's not the real cop, Sean William Scott. He's got weird memory stuff too. So they're telling him <laughs> yeah. to act and like fake it, and they're like going to fire squibs, and he's going to shoot blanks. Bought from an arms dealer who is Christopher Lambert, the Highlander. Uh, <laughs> you think I'm making this up? He's not. Hey, instead at of this point, this, I'm legit just trying to like talk out what, what actually happens. In, instead of this, can we just talk about how awesome Night Court is? <laughs> <laughs> Last ten minutes, we we're just, just going to say go on Hulu and watch. And it. watch Night spend Court. the next two and a half hours watching Night Court. You'll have more fun. Yeah, <laughs> well, than, than you did watching this. Yeah, and again. Two and a half, and I'm not saying like it's two hours and a bit. It is two and a half hours and just a literal fucking mess it was painful for me to keep watching it and it's like it's when we get like we dropped the line before the break about you know i'm a pimp and pips don't pimps don't commit suicide yeah that line is repeated four times it's apparently the central philosophy of the movie it's the lesson it wants you to take away yeah and also way to shame uh victims of suicide (laughs) like, <laughs> just just throwing that one out there too. You ain't no pimp, Kurt Cobain. Yeah, like, fuck you. Like you know, mental illness is an issue. Not, fuck you. Not for pimps. And <laughs> um, then, yeah, there's just so many. I I don't want to keep on going on about it because you you can't. There's like, what? Wh- how? Why? Who let this keep on going? Did no one, while filming this, go, this is a problem? Did no one take a look at their dialogue and be like, this is a problem? Well, now getting you know further to the you know how the movie exists in the world, yeah. it was an early cut, um, like pre-special effects. Okay. Um, was like shown at Cannes and like walkouts, like yeah, I, sound, I soundly panned. Um, I found one defending take on this movie oh, on vice of all places please tell please do tell um and the funny thing is a lot of people try to say have tried to say the defenders of this movie that are out there so uh, this movie had a budget of 15 million yeah it made three hundred and seventy-five thousand dollars. Oh, oh god that's just like painful some people have tried to uh l- explain this away as being like so when it dropped there was a writer's strike yeah so there was effectively no way to promote it Okay. Because there were no talk shows at the time. Okay. Because the writers were all on strike. Yeah. So the shows weren't being produced. Right. So, like, The Rock was supposed to host SNL that week to promote this movie. Yeah. Like, apparently, Geller, The Rock, like, they all loved this movie. They thought it was great. They really wanted to get out there and promote it, but there was nowhere for them to I'm, I'm promote sorry. it. Sorry. To. No, no, no. Go back. Go back. What did you just say? Apparently, Geller and The Rock and, like, the cast, like, felt really strongly about it. And like believed in it, but Did there was like give nowhere. Them mescaline too. Apparently, um, never mind the fact that you had like the biggest pop star of the day in yeah. one of his first acting roles in this movie, 
And the only thing, first of all, the fact that there was anything musical in this movie at all, what? Also, <laughs> the musical thing you had him do was lip sync the killers, which again, as, as a the camera, killers are fucking terrible. As a um, camera followed him around. And there were like dancing girls, and I think it was supposed to be like a dream sequence. Was it? Maybe? Was I, anything? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> this movie. Every time I think about this movie, I get confused because I don't understand why someone won't give me fifteen million dollars to make something. <sighs> I can make something great. I'm sure I could. Premier Magazine said Kelly's directing placement and framing are at best textbook and at worst calamitously mediocre. The New York New York Magazine said Kelly aims high and must have shot off his own ear, which is the only way to account for the dialogue. Right? Dialogue is so bad. Michael Phillips on Ebert and Roper called it two hours and 24 minutes of abstract crap. He felt that the film has a head on its shoulders despite the fact it can't find any direction. Um, though Manola Dargis in the New York Times uh, praised the film, saying, quote, He doesn't make it easy to love his new film, which turns and twists and at times threatens to dis- disappear down the rabbit hole of his obsessions but apparently thought it did not do those things when it did. I don't want to talk about this anymore, Caitlin. Okay. Let's talk about Night Court. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, I low-key love Night Court. So so did I. I fucking love Night Court. I I was watching Night Court when I was like six or seven. We're legit just going to talk about Night Court. Wow. It was a great show. (sighs) Classic Thursday night NBC fair. Really good. Sorry, it was a it was a sitcom. It was a workplace sitcom set at a like night court, yeah, like court, like a criminal court that runs at night, can like I, when pimps ask, and prostitutes get picked up and stuff. This is really silly. Hmm. Do night courts exist? Because I really want to know. I okay. So for me, it was it was Murphy Brown and Night Court. And you're just... so old. <laughs> I love those shows, especially Murphy Brown. Murphy Brown. Whatever happened to like the Murphy Brown redo? Did that ever come out? I, I think it did, but I'm just like, yeah. Night courts exist in a few large cities. Sorry, this is a Quora. This is a question on Quora. <laughs> I didn't think you were going to get these hot night court takes, did you? Uh, I hope you've stuck around. I hope like like the seven of you. The, the summary of, the, of this film didn't just send all of you fleeing for the exits. Because we'll talk about night court. <laughs> Uh, when a defendant is charged with a felony, he or she must appear before a judge. The judge will then tell the defendant the charge and determine if the defendant needs a court-appointed attorney. Process is called an arraignment. Each defendant must be arraigned, and arraignment takes about 15 minutes. If a city has a large volume of cases, it's possible to take care of all the arraignments and plea deals during normal working hours of 9 to 5. Therefore, the court schedules a night court from 6 to midnight to handle arraignments, plea deals, and bail hearings. 6 to midnight? That's not bad. That's pretty good. I thought it was... Yeah. Harry Anderson made me think that he was working there all night. I know. <laughs> Look at that night court. Wait till five in the morning. <laughs> Midnight is nothing. Oh, shout outs to Marky Post. Where are you at, girl? <laughs> I, rec- I, re- I remember the entire cast of night court. I like how. I, I, can't I, do I know ta- them as like the guard. I can't do my taxes, but I like remember. I remember his name is Bull. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I can't do my taxes, but I sure do know about I don't, night I don't court. Know, I don't know how to claim any of this audio equipment for <laughs> like you know small business taxation write-offs, but... Definitely remember Roz as the sardonic bailiff on oh, <laughs> on yeah. Night Court. Oh, Roz was great. <laughs> okay, enough of this. <clears throat> I don't even. It's a zero. It's a zero. I always say like a you know it's I, a I zero. give things like a five because they work as a movie. This does not work as a movie. No, this is like the example of like it's an utter failure on every it's, level. It, it's zero 
kick, punch, and punch kicks. There's no enjoyment to be had. No. There's literally nothing no, to be enjoyed from this even, movie. Like, the only enjoyment we have gotten is yelling through Twitter, or sorry, through Facebook Messenger, some of the lines, some of the dialogue lines in this movie. It's definitely... But not because they're good lines, because they're so bad. Sorry, I didn't look this up. Uh, the kid with the do-rag who ends up... Again, you think I'm making this up. <laughs> The kid with the do-rag and the goatee who shoots the blimp with a rocket launcher at the end of the movie. And has uh, an eye missing? Uh, has an eye missing. Oh, Sean no, William no, Scott no, got his eye shot out. Right, one of them got his eye shot out. Yeah. At one point before they shake hands and apparently implode, implode the universe. I don't yep. know. Yeah. Um, no, the kid with the do-rag. Yeah. Um, was that just a very femme-looking man or a woman in drag? I actually couldn't tell. I thought it, I thought it was a man. Okay. Shouts to you, you beautiful man. <laughs> <laughs> you have, I you have very blue. You have very blue eyes and delicate features. Yeah. Um, listen, young. anything could have fucking happened. Would that? Would that? But that is that question ridiculous for this movie? No. That he would just do this for no reason? No, it is not. No, it's not. Especially, it's zero. <laughs> yeah, it's so weird. Uh, this movie just—I dislike everything about it. Yeah. This is why we always talk about movies like this don't get made anymore. This is why. No, that... no, 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 no. I'm just saying in general. Like this, the you want you want to know why you got nothing but franchises now. This is why. Well, I think this is unfair. I still think someone should give me 15 million to make something. I can make it so good, yo. It's <laughs> literally the delivery of like you know. You, you know what it'd be? Sherry of Terry and, or Amy Poehler. It would be. It would be one of two things. Uh, a TV movie of Night Court. <laughs> or. Where's my TV movie of Night Court? Oh my God. Or. Chris Kozak's probably losing his mind right now. I feel like this is, <laughs> I feel like this is deep in his, uh, demographic wheelhouse. Or. And, and this is definitely. The police are coming. <laughs> They're not happy. <laughs> These terrible They're ideas. The second one is a TV movie of Murder, She Wrote. I could do it. It'd be so good. I already had a way to remake murder she wrote and like pass the torch appropriately you don't believe in me <laughs> that is not totally accurate not totally <laughs> thanks thanks jordan i hope you guys believe in me i don't know where you can find this i don't care you don't want to watch it i don't <laughs> yeah. want you to watch it i want this to disappear yeah if this man is out there working on another movie if somebody's letting him apparently they are apparently he's got a movie he's been working on called the box but as Loki said, if he, you know, he wouldn't mind going back and doing a director's cut of uh, Southland Tales. Good lord, <laughs> that means watching it. No, God, please, no. That, no. <laughs> that means watching it and have other people watch it. It's no good. <sighs> director's cuts always add. <laughs> you're going to add more to this. Listen, if you're out there and you are a staunch Southland Tales defender, I mean, you can get at us on Twitter. We are not going to reply because we have nothing. <laughs> <laughs> to say about that. I'm just going to put zeros. Just like zeros if you try. This is going to be like the four GIFs that exist. Okay. Uh, you know what? I will say there was one, one laugh I got, this movie got from me. Really? Which is when Amy Poehler yeah. and Wood Harris, yeah. aka Avon Barksdale, yeah. are yes. actor slash performance artists who are going to play the couple that gets fake shot by Sean William Scott, who ends up getting real shot by a different cop, played by John fucking Lovitz. It's very strange. Again, 
when they are improving in the apartment. Is it? I think I know what it is. It's just his performance specifically oh, okay. as mad husband whose wife is cheating on her. Yeah. He's like, ooh, <laughs> bitch, I hate you. Did you fuck him? Yeah, I fucked him. I love fucking him. Ooh, you suck his dick. I'm so mad. Like, they're just trying to, like, play act a domestic dispute. I thought it was, I thought it was the, uh, when she lays down the beat poetry, the, like, to the cop. <laughs> Because I was no, like, that did not. I was like, ooh, yeah, no. <sighs> this was also clearly pre Parks and Rec for Amy Poehler. Also, can we just say we said we were going to talk God. about it? We fell into our own trap. We, we played having... ourselves. We played ourselves. <laughs> so yeah, so we're really done now. Yeah. We're we're out. Yeah, Listen, and we just feel bad. This episode's really ended on a downer, y'all, but I think <laughs> Caitlin and I are both just really tired now. Uh, we just want to go. So, patrons, look for rants not on Southland Tales coming yeah. to your feed later this week. And for everyone else, uh, thanks for hanging. Crapathon is officially over. Well, it's officially over, but should we tell them what we're going to be watching for next week? That's not, that's not crap. Okay. Like, listen, All right. that's not crap. Okay. <laughs> Sure. It's like good crap. It's just like sugar. It's just like literally pouring a bag of sugar down your face. Doesn't taste good. You ain't going to feel good afterwards. No. But, but you're going to be super hyper about it. Friends, you may recall last year, it was sort of an ongoing thing. Caitlin mentioned that she loves her some holiday trash oh, of the Hallmark good. slash now everywhere variety. Especially when I'm in the hospital. Every every streaming service network has got to get in on, the, on that. Yeah, they do. On that bad formulaic Christmas movie train and the one that seems to be uh, catching the marquee although I don't know there's that Anna Kendrick one on Disney Plus which I feel like is probably mixing all your interests what so we may have to maybe we'll do oh. a double header maybe we'll do a double header and we'll do both but we're definitely doing V Hudge's return <laughs> to Netflix Christmas trash was it on the night can they get the night the night before Christmas the K night before Christmas because he's traveled in time y'all not shots fired, but I'm just that. I'm as amped as, I'm as, amped as that guy for it. Um, yeah, it does mix all my interests. There's like time travel. There's history. There's terrible Christmas movies. Nights, there's fake snow. There's yeah. Vanessa Hudgens. It's everything you need. So we are definitely watching that. Time permitting, maybe we'll sprinkle some Noel on Disney Plus in there too. Whoa. Like I said, Anna Kendrick in a, in a Christmas movie. Oh my goodness. Maybe your jam. But that will be next week. You probably all already watched it, but listen to us. Watch it. Hopefully, it'll cleanse our palates from the nightmare that was Southland Tales. Fingers crossed. You can only help. Thanks for hanging with us as you do every week, friends. It means the world to us. My name is Jordan Ferguson. My name is Caitlin McKinnon. The theme song is by Rob Gasser, and we hope you'll join us next week. Bye. interesting what with, what is interesting with these ones for some reason i can tell more when i'm not talking into the microphone bless <laughs> it's not like it happens all the time or anything we'll be like so the thing about watching this <laughs>